0: Everybody, I'm Kate Conroy
1: and I'm Vanessa Tullo.
0: and this is Other People's Business which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association the largest statewide business association in the United States of America we have a, a little uh hey, special guest is it Monster razor. or Razor this is Razor you can tell by the okay. skinny tail a <laughs>
1: skinny tail what does a fat tail look like like how much bigger is a fat tail
0: It looks like a dog's tail. It looks like a dog is sitting up here and wagging his tail at me. It's gigantic. That's why his name is Monster. He's giant. Yeah. (laughs) We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Um, Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers comp, so check them out if you'd like some updated coverage, because they are the official sponsor of the show.
1: Awesome. Housekeeping matter or two before we get this train rolling. This podcast is available just about anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, TuneIn, etc. We throw these things up on YouTube if you'd rather watch than listen. But no matter how you check the show out, give it some love. Give it that like. Give it that comment. Give it that five-star review on iTunes. Paint the logo of the show on the side of your house. And every time somebody drives by, stops at your door and asks, what's that? Hand them the subscription link on a piece of paper that you previously printed out. It's not as much work as I'm making it sound. But with all that out of the way, our awesome guest today from Alexina Consulting, a returning guest on this show is Jackie Luray. Jackie, say hi. Let the non-visual audience hear your voice
2: hello everyone what a pleasure
0: to be back with you both today thank you so much for having me
1: oh yeah it's a pleasure it's a pleasure
0: it is absolutely our pleasure thank you for being here it's been
1: so long i think the last time we had you we were in the office doing this which means pre-pandemic so i'm I'm we were
0: we as a matter of fact, after.
1: and we'll get into this a little later, it's been so long that you're now representing a new company. So I want to hear all about it. But Kate's got an icebreaker first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, uh, the icebreaker is, as always, what are you currently binging? And I'm going to go first uh, because you need to hold on to your hat, America. Um, I have never, ever, ever identified as a Trekkie. In fact, I would have identified as a person who curled my lip at a Trekkie.
1: Let me and see what yet, that looks like. I want to know what, like, curling your lip. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, sure, sure.
0: Yeah, so now you have to watch this on YouTube, America, because you just want to get that full visual. You
1: don't want to miss it, yeah.
0: I Somebody recommended Strange New Worlds, and I didn't know that that was a Star Trek show until she said no. Even though it's really called should...
1: Star Trek Strange New Worlds? Like, you didn't notice that when the show started? or she didn't... <laughs>
0: She didn't tell me that it was called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. She just told me that I should check Strange New Worlds. So then I was like, okay. So I I fire up my little TV and I open up my little Amazon Fire Stick and I say, Strange New Worlds. And the only thing that pops up is this Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And I I texted her and I was like, you can't, you can't mean this, can you? And she goes, (laughs) yeah, it's really good. You should check it out. And I was like, pshaw, good sir. (laughs) Jackie,
1: strange new worlds or not, have you watched any Star Trek?
0: I am not a
2: Trekkie. I am okay. not any of those sci-fi, outer yeah. space things. Sci-fi, kinda. outer space <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. Not, not my jam. I'm afraid. No. But that sure, got sure. me thinking no. because I was. I'm a lip curler too with Trekkies. So <laughs> I might have to open my mind a little wow. bit and increase my diversity. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I I watched a single Star Trek thing until college. I mean, the thing is, like, there's so much of it. Like, yeah. there's like 12 series and I don't even know. I, I do know exactly how many movies there are, but like, um, I think it's 15. And so that sounds really intimidating. But in college, somebody sat me down and they were like, look, there's a lot of it out there. You really just have to watch these three movies and you're good. So if you watch Star Trek 2, 3, and 4, that's that's really all the Star Trek you ever need in your life unless Kate tells you Strange New Worlds is definitely worth it. Um, but go yeah. ahead.
0: So it's funny because as we're talking about this, I have never identified as a sci-fi person either. But Battlestar Galactica is one of my all-time favorite shows. Sure, sure. Now I'm like, maybe I am a sci-fi person. And I, I was thinking today about the difference. Like Battlestar Galactica is all about them – like running for their yeah. lives and <sighs> are always on their tail yeah. versus strange yeah. worlds which you know there is no imminent war they're just traveling through space meeting interesting people and learning lessons and good storytelling i guess i i don't i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the little means. the little
1: like life hack secret here genre okay. is is just genre Good storytelling is good storytelling no matter what genre it's in. Yes. So if you have great characters and good storytelling, then like space is just the the background music to whatever they're doing.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm learning. I don't discriminate
1: against good story.
0: (laughs) I guess I don't either now. And I I feel silly for having discriminated for so long up until now. I I don't even know what to say about that,
1: but... Hey, Jackie, I'm going to tell you both. Go out and rent Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. See what you think. Because it's, you, you got to skip one because one is just absolutely terrible. And <laughs> They, and they so just decided two, to three kind and of start four all a Two, three, and four. If you watch those, if you watch two and you like it, go on to three and four. Otherwise, you can stop there. But like Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan is probably like the greatest sci-fi movie ever made. So,
0: yeah. Wait, yeah. I don't know. That's, a, that's a bold. Bold statement. The greatest sci-fi sure, movie ever made is what you Yeah, did, go right? ahead.
1: Give me something else. I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't watch sci-fi, but like the <laughs> lip curling is instinctive, and it wants to. It wants. I to- mean,
1: Star Wars is adventure. I, I wouldn't actually call Star Star Wars science fiction, but um,
0: there's
1: really nothing what? else that even comes to mind. Like Terminator
0: is more con- horror. You wouldn't consider Star Wars to be sci-fi? No,
1: because there's no real science in it. It's just space. You you need like the science in the science fiction, (laughs) Jackie, back me. No, you don't watch sci fi either. Vinny, (laughs) Vinny, listen, I
2: I can't back you up only because, you know, you tell me skip one and in the Chinese tradition, you you have to start. The first time I watched Star Trek (laughs) one, I fell asleep
1: five times. Like I, I fell oh. asleep five legit times in the course of watching that movie. And the person watching it with me had to wake me up like every time and be like, no, keep watching. <laughs> it's not necessary. They just assume that everybody hated Star Trek 1. Star Trek 2 is kind of like, let's just kind of start this over. And, you know, Yeah, and not a, not a reboot. Like it's not like one doesn't count, but you don't need okay. to see one to understand anything going on in the other ones. So
0: yeah. Uh, okay. They've cut the
1: movie like three <laughs> yeah. times and it never really helps. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I'm just anyway, gonna kind of hold my lip. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, curl your lip because William Shatner is maybe a deal breaker for me.
1: He's fine in the movie. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Exactly. I get it. Like, fine. He's deliberately over the top. There's something on the wing, some thing, you know, but like it, it's, it's sort of part of the charm. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but do you watch it's Ancient different. Aliens? He's what? that's the show he's on, right? Oh, Ancient no, I don't. Want that. He's the narrator that, and that's true stuff. So, I'd be more inclined to watch that, yeah, than Star Wars one through 15. Wait, 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 you haven't watched Star Wars either.
0: <laughs> We're talking about Star Trek, she, not Star I No, but she's oh, Star- sorry, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star <laughs> Trek. Sorry, <laughs> you that see, show is exactly not,
2: not in any <laughs> of them. Am I truthful? I love it. <laughs> All right. I was-
0: it.
1: I'm telling you both. Feel free to go out and rent Star Trek 2 the Wrath of Khan. But Jackie, definitely check out the first Star Wars movie too. Like,
0: it's <laughs> a just, hard movie. That's a just hard one of those movie. movies
1: that like everybody should watch. You know, regardless of what walk of life you're in. You know?
2: <laughs> anyway, Jackie, anyway, what have you been? Binging? I can't even accept the assignment properly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I you get
1: homework on this show, but it's fun homework.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, Jackie, so Jackie, what have you, what have you been,
1: been binging? binging lately? Sorry.
2: So interestingly enough, and I too am trying to be open, but more so, I'm trying to engage with my my husband and my son, so all the guys in the in the house, um, with lioness. I've never oh, heard that one. What is it?
0: I heard oh, great things. It's, it's uh, about, an Amazon Prime show, right? I think is so. Oh, Google. I think so.
2: yeah. I'm special I'm apps. not positive. There's too many special ops. Yeah. And I'm usually not into that a lot of violent stuff, but it is so very interesting. Um, so I've been watching that, but of course, my always, always is Yellowstone. I'm like excited to too, right? And yeah. I actually have,
0: Yellowstone. I haven't watched Yellowstone yet. I want to wait until it's oh. over and I can start from the beginning and not wait.
1: Mm. Is it close <laughs> to being over? Do you think? Like, is this the last know. year or something? you're going to it's going to wind up going on for like 10 more years.
0: You're just yeah, going to be waiting. Maybe. Maybe.
1: shouldn't
2: hold out, Kate. You're 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 missing a great experience.
0: Yeah, don't you rob yourself of it, Kate. Take okay, it so as it comes. Here's my question for you. Is there anybody who is um rootable? Like I I need somebody to root for. I need to feel something for somebody, but they all seem terrible.
2: Uh, okay so <laughs> you can absolutely root for rip rip okay is rootable but i also admire incredibly so beth dutton
0: everybody says that everybody talks about beth and how she's this amazing character
2: she is an amazing character and you know it's not even just the characters it's the scenery
0: Oh, okay. If you're a fan okay. of
2: horses and country and mountains and cowboys, and it's just a phenomenally great series, all let's right. try it. Well, yeah, Rip. I vote for Rip.
0: All right, I can't wait to check it out. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Then What are you binging?
1: Um, I I started up Harley Quinn, so that they're on the fourth season. Um, it's back. It's- yeah, I want to say they're wrapping up. Like, the season's got to be almost over at this point. Um, There's, like, Yay. six of them out. I think they usually do about 10 to 12. So maybe about that's halfway, we'll see. Yeah. It's weird, because um, last season, Harley was really codependent on Poison Ivy. Almost annoyingly so. And so this season, they've really done everything they can to keep them apart. But I think that's, that's not a great decision, because so much of the show is their chemistry. So... We'll see how that didn't goes.
0: They, didn't they like break up at the end of last season? Like they no, were No, they're definitely
1: together, but um Harley oh. is now a superhero and Poison Ivy is a supervillain. So
0: That's right.
1: They're, yeah, they're trying to maintain their romantic relationship while still being on opposite sides of that fence, you know.
2: Is this a cartoon or an It is, show? but it's it's, it's a, a very a adult, adult cartoon. cartoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard <laughs> it's a adult part. cartoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know what the rating is, but it's definitely not for kids. If if it's not an R, uh...
1: they're they're making a mistake. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. What is the name of it? Harley Quinn.
0: Harley Quinn. Remember Joker's girlfriend, Harley Quinn, in one of those movies? It's an animated version of her life.
1: I got to give Jackie, like, a list of movies to watch. I I don't know. (laughs) It's going to be, like, five miles long.
2: (laughs) Grease, Steel Magnolias. These are your favorite. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those know. are my go-to's. <laughs> Greece. All right, that's an interesting.
1: So musicals then. I have well, never seen Steel Magnolias, so I don't know what that one's about. But Steel,
0: Steel Magnolias is not a, a musical, but you should definitely see it because there is some powerhouse acting in that. Yeah. Like, oh my Powerful. God. Not really? That. Like Powerful. Sally Field, Julia Roberts, Olympia Dukakis, um, Shirley maclaine like these amazing performances. By cool. yes. amazing women. Yeah, it's good good stuff. Mm. Yes. I, yeah. I, so I, wanna, I mean I wanna keep talking about it, but I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I can that. Uh,
1: all right. <laughs> then instead, I think we we switch gears and we talk about alexina <laughs> Consulting. So tell us That's all about idea. that and what you do.
2: So my goodness, alexina Consulting came upon me. My husband made up the name, by the way. It's Alex is my dad, Ina is my mom. So Alex Ina Consulting. So Hi, I thank him every single day for allowing me to pay homage to my parents. I um I'm just so thrilled. So initially, the firm started out as a workforce development, employee engagement, um, broad stroke. And as of the last going on four years now, my concentration specifically has been in the diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging space where I go into companies and just create safe space for everyone from the CEO down to entry level and all the way out and to their customers, their community.
1: Well, how does one create a
2: safe space? Well, first you have to get the buy-in of leadership to say, you're going to allow this safe space. That means no recordings, no, oh, did you hear what Jackie said? And, you know, just an agreement. Um, Yeah, nobody signs anything, but people know if you're going to talk about what happens in the sessions, it's just not going to work in a gossipy kind of way. And it's just an agreement to say, all right, we're just bringing our truest, most authentic, most uncomfortable selves around this table and we're going to have probably a conversation that you've never had especially in your place of work before. Well,
1: okay, so what are the, what is the I mean, I know you're trying to create a safe space, but what is the goal of the session?
2: Is to be able to let everyone feel like they are bringing their truest self to their work table. Okay. Or or even a volunteer table because I do it for community to the table. You know, whoever that group is that we've convened um, and and just basically to allow them to not be afraid to talk about and admit what true feelings are, what real experiences are that they have lived through or eyewitnessed yeah. or anything like that, just to bring another, you know, the people say peeling the onion and getting down to some true root causes maybe of some behaviors, some biases, some beliefs. Um, and that it's, it's really uncomfortable, but you create this space and people are like, okay, well, if they can say that and be that raw, <laughs> then so can I, and it re- it really works where you kind of follow suit, but you set the stage. So I generally ask the highest ranking person in the room to start off and I ask them the toughest questions. And so this, they set the stage for the rest of the, the session.
1: Can you give me an example of a really tough question?
2: Yeah. So Vinny, the question I would ask for you is um how does your view on LGBTQ plus differ from your parents? <laughs>
1: i'm I'm from a very different generation than my parents i am i wholeheartedly support the lgbtq community i'm not saying that they don't but i grew up in an era where it was it was more of a a, a priority to support um yeah so that yeah that that's a tough one i i could see
2: that yeah yeah and yeah. it's okay to admit that it's it, you know it's a generational thing for sure So those are the kinds of questions. And that was just one of many, many, many. Sure.
1: Um, Put
2: me in the mindset
1: of like a a business owner. Um, What what would I hope to get from having these kinds of sessions and
2: um, talks in the workplace? So, you know, with the the resignations and the layoffs and people jumping from job to job retention has been probably the most um, problematic for employers now, because now it's okay to to get a new job every year. Whereas when I was growing up, that was no, 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 no. You got to, you got to hang tough. You got to stick it out. Um, So retention so creating a space where your employees don't want to leave that they value their job and they actually will tell their friends and their peers who don't work for your organization come work for our NJBIA because they're the best of the best and I think yeah that was- what, what no sorry? go ahead no I go didn't ahead hear it either actually <laughs> go ahead it it just is it's not um what you know Basically, anymore. It's, it's who you know. And to be able to share and brag about the company that you work with and spend most of your day with has become more important to some than even salary.
0: Uh, it reminds me of that Jack Welch quote, um, train your employees so well they could go anywhere. Treat them so well they don't want to go. Exactly. <clears throat> um, exactly. W- w- one thing that I kept thinking of, because what you do, because it started as not necessarily DE&I, um, what you do can be translated to anything, not necessarily DE&I. Uh, but I saw a quote recently that essentially said, culture is the worst behavior leadership is willing to tolerate. When you have a couple of people in an organization who are allowed to not put in the kind of effort that everybody else does it creates a, a a culture and having an uncomfortable conversation led by someone like you probably would help but I suspect most organizations have trouble admitting that they have an issue
2: and they do and a lot of companies right now are doing it just to say that I'm doing it We're doing it. See, we everybody sat through the 15 minute webinar. And so we're all trained in DEI. And those are the ones who are checking the box. And are they still out there? Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm going to say that there are more there is more positive growth in the people who realize that unless they properly address culture, it's going to bite them. And there's going to be an absolutely negative impact.
1: Yeah, I also wonder how many companies don't realize they have a problem in this space. Like
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: beyond the hiring aspect of it, like the demographics, how many don't know that they have, let's say, certain biases amongst their employees or um, in their culture, you know, and maybe because it goes underreported. I I don't know.
2: Yeah. Or fear underreported because people fear, like employees fear that, oh, if I say this, I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to be reprimanded, but that is the, the, the culture shift is that I believe that, um, the employees are now saying, no, I, I need to blend, especially working from home. It has taught us a lesson that it's no longer, Oh, how do you balance work and work life balance? Now uh, we are so integrated right now where if I don't make my job fit my personal life, um, I'm going to be in trouble. And I need to do this in some cases to save my own me- mental health, uh, but I need this to survive in this job and people are getting much more open. But what, what's interesting is those that don't want to admit that there is an issue within their organizations are the ones who in turn, I believe are going to lose because you you look at nonprofit. Now grantors are looking at nonprofits and they're opening their websites and going to their board of directors and seeing, all right, what does this board of directors look like? You know, people graduating from college are looking at going into finance. They're opening their board of directors and their web pages to say, all right, who are the people that work here? Is it somewhere that I want to be? We're getting much more astute in choosing the better matches for us. And what does that mean? It, it could mean anything. Um, maybe someone does want to go to a board, uh, a company whose board is all female. Mm. Or maybe someone wants to go to an all male. I doubt that, though. Uh, this importance yeah. of diversity and yeah, unfortunately, pictures don't tell the whole picture, the whole picture, the whole story. Uh, and that's why these conversations are so important. It's really getting down to the nitty gritty is like, what makes you diverse? And sometimes that's the one that this question that stumps people the most. What makes your world diverse? They're like, um, I don't know.
1: So what made you want to do? I mean, I know you said that the company didn't start as DE&I, you, uh, We're in the economic growth or, yeah, field? What made you decide to switch gears?
2: So I have been doing diversity work for the better part of 25 years. So when I was running the Partnership for Community Health back in the day, I started the Cultural Competency Task Force. Um, I've been a member of the New Jersey Statewide Network for Cultural Competency for years and years and years, well before. Um, And in doing the work that I did last time I was on the show, uh, when I was the director of corporate outreach and training, my job was to go out to corporations and say, what do you need? What do you need for your people to develop them and to keep them and, and to make them better at their jobs and more um in tune with you know, the your company. And lo and behold, they were all getting on the diversity bandwagon before it became so on vogue. All right. Oh. So that happened when Co not, a good portion. I was going to ask you, how are we doing? Like, how is the
1: growth in this? You know, like, is it easy? Is it an easier sell than when you first started? Like, um, would you say that people are more open to it? Or is it not? I mean, I don't want to make assumptions, you know?
2: Yeah, it, it depends on who you're talking to. And it depends even within the same company. Some departments realize that it's an issue. Some are like, no, it's not an issue here. Uh, and that's what's the great thing about my practice is that I'll go into an institution and take the faculty, and take the administration, and take you know, um, the public safety, and take the librarians, all in separate things, because we are all faced with different issues in the course of our our employment, right? And so the beauty of my practice is that I customize all of my sessions. So Vinny, if I were to create a session for you, it might be a little bit different than the the session I might create for Kate, only because what you do for, for BIA is slightly different and I want to be relevant. So every session is different. Every session is as relevant as I want it to be. So buy-in for those who don't think that there's an issue, it still is difficult, but there are more people saying, no, we have to address culture than I think ever before. Yeah
0: and culture is such a big word you know i i go back to the um the worst behavior tolerated by leadership but also right now with the job market so tight like, like it is incredible how there is still this interesting push pull between um leadership some leadership that want want their people back in the office and they're using culture to justify that and employees are you know there's not everybody is the same but by and large a lot of employees are saying actually i want to work from home i don't i don't want that commute anymore i, I want to be able to like throw in a little laundry when i'm you know on my lunch break I, like there are so many convenient factors um i'm just struggling i'm just i'm watching the world and i'm thinking to myself leadership in some cases is paying lip service to culture, but they don't actually understand it or think about it in the right way. Does that make sense?
2: It makes sense. And I, I understand what you're saying, but here's the other piece of that, um, is that people are still suffering greatly from loneliness and isolation. Hmm. So they miss their teams. They want to be with people who they can talk about business with. I mean, yeah, it's great to be able to cook dinner and simultaneously take a Zoom and and kill two birds with one stone. However, when is the last time, uh, in some cases, have you ever even met your supervisor or the CEO of your company? And some people have not. And it's just remarkable to me. So it's, you know, you talk about push pull, Kate. It's like, I need to be with colleagues that can talk the same language as me professionally. And I can, I, I can throw ideas off of we could share challenges and triumphs and these, because I can't really do it with my husband or my wife. They don't really get it. Or my partner, they don't really get it. Or my children, they don't get it. <laughs> peers, peers and colleagues get it. And so, you know, this whole thing of going back to work, I think the hybrid thing is a great idea where people are going back just X amount, not full time. They get it. But on the same hand, they have to appreciate that pre-COVID, you were in your office every single day. There was no working from home and doing laundry simultaneously. But, (laughs) you know, we've learned so many things.
1: Actually, I found like a button on the machine where you can put the laundry in and you can tell it when you want it to be done so I used to do that. <laughs> I know this is not the point, but I just want to get this out there. Like I used to like put it in in the morning and tell it, I want this to be done at five o'clock or six o'clock, whatever. And then you throw it into the dryer right after you get home. I know that's not the point at all, but,
2: yeah. no, but uh, the point is you can go to work and do laundry yeah. still simultaneously. So I think that's, great I mean, we had work life balance before remote work. We
1: maybe we had more work than life. And now maybe we're finding a way to kind of balance it more in the middle. But it's not like we weren't talking about work-life
2: balance before COVID, so. Right, and the other thing is now that people are working when they never, when they would not have been working for yeah. fear that, oh my gosh, if my if my supervisor sends me that email at 10, 10 p.m., I think I better answer it because they're working. So I should be working. And that's not the expectation, but that is the unknown yeah. that people don't want to be caught with their their people thinking that they're not working.
1: I do it a little bit but not for that. Like for me it yeah. is more about the balance. Like there are times in the day where I'll take off and I'll take my daughter to work or I'll I'll throw the laundry in the the machine. And yes, I'm I'm swinging the needle a little bit towards more life at that point, but then I try to give it back. Like after my daughter goes to bed, I'll, you know, sometimes it's like 10, 30, 11, maybe even midnight, because I'm a night person, and I can work all the way until two in the morning, if I really wanted to, but I'll jump on and just get a couple things done just so I can say yes, you know, like I'm, I'm taking a little bit here, but I'm giving a little bit there, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. so the question is, is the work getting done? Is it getting done, Right, but are you also fulfilling the needs of your employees, which is to be together and to work as a team, not on, not on a computer screen. So there is that balance. I do believe it. And now that I know that there's a machine that I can like program my start of the laundry and have it end by X time. (laughs) So thank you. End end delay.
1: That's the
0: the name of the button. End delay. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I want to jump a little bit back to something Vinny said before. He asked a question, and I, I, I'm not sure that I heard the answer. Um, is it? Do you f- find that it's easier now than it was pre-COVID five years, 10 years ago, to get companies to truly buy into this as a need? The, the, the DE&I um, training and conversations and hard, hard conversations, I guess, Is it, do you find that it's easier or harder now that we're post-COVID?
2: I'm going to say it's about the same, but it is getting a little harder now because it, it seems that every industry, the staffing is running lean and mean. Yep. And for whatever reason, all reasons that we know, supply chain, whatever, revenue is running lean and so, so mean. So now it's not only that, I mean, everybody knows that to have these courageous conversations, whatever you want to call them, open, awkward conversations, is important. They know as human beings, can they feasibly do it? That's getting more difficult as time goes on because they, they just don't have the manpower to say, all right, even an hour out of the workday Yeah, I'm going to let my employees sit in this session for an hour. Nah, don't, can't do it. Or now I don't have the budget for it. So everybody appreciates it, whether they have the means to deliver it is something very, very much case by case. But I'm finding that the people who have been on board, this is what the easier part is. They're realizing that the sustainability of having these kinds of conversations is important. It doesn't have to be, you know, a three hour training, but to have these touch points in increments so that the people, the the employees don't think, all right, so check the box. They check the box. So now we're not going to be able to get together and have these conversations anymore. So that has become easier, I want to say, like this continuum has become much more appreciated, which is good. That's
1: awesome. You mentioned the three hour training. How long would you say one of your typical sessions goes? Three hours.
2: Three hours. <laughs> uh, 3 hours yeah so opening so i go anywhere from an hour to 3 hours to full day and okay. 3 hours if if you want to if they really want to do a training a true training um 3 hours is the minimum maintenance is an hour so when i, I say know. maintenance is these ongoing conversations but you know for my military uh clients we're at full day national so it's it's really a lot of fun and again very, very specific to their challenges and their um, interests and their relevancy. Uh, so it, the time goes by pretty quickly. And it's a lot of fun creating the curriculum with the clients because then you know this is really at the heart of what they need to talk about and the messaging they want to convey. So it's been really fun and awkward. And that's what I think makes it fun. Mm. I, mean, <laughs> think,
0: yeah. I mean, I hate all. And hard conversations. I think most people do, but, but if I had to have one, I would rather it be with you than anybody else, I think. Absolutely. Aww, thank you. <laughs> yes, everybody's just calm and you know, sharing. Yeah, no. Safe. Well, that's just it. I mean, I said that kind of uh jokingly, but it does take a certain energy to go into a room and, and initiate these difficult conversations. And you've always got this very serene presence about you. Your way is just so nice and calm and easy. And I have to believe that that is has contributed to your success in a big way.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, I I do. I've heard that and I thank you for the compliment and I'm going to just say thank you and I accept it and how lucky I am that I could use that gift because I do believe it's a gift uh, so. Because you can imagine, so listening is the most key thing in these sessions and being able to react to what people are saying. So when you're talking about hot topics, like we're talking about in these sessions, sometimes it gets very challenging. Um, But to create that where where maybe Vinny, you want to speak to something that Kate just said and Kate then wants to bounce it off you. That's really the beauty of having these group conversations to be able to say at the end of the session, oh my gosh would say to you Kate I've known you for how many years and I've never known that about you and it's a beautiful thing that's impressive. Or, mm-hmm. I didn't know um and now I will be mindful of what I say in front of you
0: right because mm-hmm. now
2: I know it can be hurtful or I know that it can help you celebrate something that it's that is important in your life. It's just the uncovering of just some very, very key experiences that people have. And that that's the reward, really. It's just been an amazing journey the last few years. And by like the way, for BIA example has been right there.
1: Hmm. No, I was going to say, like, for example, what I've uncovered today is that Jackie Larea has not seen like 99% of movies that she (laughs) ought to have. We're just going to put that out
2: there. you I got the 1% in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right back to movies. I love it. Mm. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a game. All right. Welcome back. I am now going to launch into the uh, lightning round game, which today is brought to us by RWJ Barnabas. Jackie, are you ready? I think so. Just be prepared. Ready as shall ever be. Be prepared because we are going to judge your answers. Just so you know. Oh no! Uh, um, <laughs> judging. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Not. It's not too too bad though. I promise. Uh, it's favorite less movie. Less of a
2: space. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Favorite movie.
2: Oh, um, Steel Magnolias.
0: Nice. That's a good answer. I love that movie. Okay. Vinny, that means you definitely need to watch it.
1: I do. And I, I will. I, I always love taking recommendations from people. I'm going to watch Steel Magnolias while the two of you are watching You Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, Jackie, favorite pizza topping? Mushrooms. Ooh. And you
2: know, I, know what I don't like,
0: OK, so I, I don't anchovies. anchovies. Are
1: you being serious? No. That's, you're not kidding. So okay. serious. All right. Tell me what it is about the anchovies, because they're really salty. Right. I've never yes. actually tasted anchovy. I know it's like biting into like one big chunk of salt. That's what I heard.
2: It is. But spread amongst the, the pizza dough with the tomato sauce, extra mozzarella,
1: mm-hmm.
2: mushrooms, and you spread out the anchovies a little bit. So it's like not one bite, you get all the anchovy. It's just delicious. Okay. You have
0: to try it.
1: I'll, I'll give it Mini. a shot.
2: You have to try it. All right. I'll,
1: while you're I'll watching try Steel Magnum, while I'm watching Steel Magnum.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying. Yet. I'm just going to say it. I'm not I mean, look,
1: yet. I'm a lover of all pizza. I will try anything once. And that's, that's anything beyond pizza, too. But I mean, I've. I've never actually heard anyone say that they actually eat anchovies. So that's, I I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued.
2: Caesar salad. You don't have anchovies on Caesar salad? No, uh, really?
1: Yes. I, that's never even presented to me as an option on a Caesar salad. <laughs>
2: Let's be honest.
0: Yes. I mean, I know that they are included in the ingredients of the dressing. Caesar dressing does include anchovies. Is that true? So I didn't know that. Oh. It is true, and they've had anchovies.
2: And then the, um, what do they call it? It's the anchovies and the black olives and the capers and the red sauce. I forget what the name of the sauce is, but it's delicious. Is that like horseradish or, made, or something? I think, is that puttanesca? Oh, Italian puttanesca. Ah. Exactly. Delicious. I ah. cooked that for my the, Italian family.
0: It's that- delicious. That- <laughs> do you know where I got that name? This isn't appropriate, but do you know how I got that name? The, the Italian word um, for a lady of the night is "puton," and so the um, the dish got its name because it it was thought that you could put it together in less time than it would take a lady of the night to have an interaction with a a friend.
1: Where did you hear that? And I totally disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> Yeah, right? Jackie's like, it takes me like three hours to make this stuff.
2: (laughs) Seriously. First, you got to find the anchovies because you haters hide them in the store. I was going
1: to say, I think it's assumed that you know where all the ingredients are when you start.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is very interesting. I'm going to just like purge that from my memory now, Kate.
0: (laughs) I'll never look at my
2: again the same way. Somebody told me that
0: like 20 years ago and I've never been able to forget it but I've also never googled it so maybe they I'm not going to do anyway. it now
1: but when I'm editing the show I'm going to google this and if you're if it's <laughs> right I'm not going to do anything if it's wrong I'm going to put something on the screen that a disclaimer this is going to be wait. like the rule of thumb thing remember you you like went on this whole tirade about rule of thumb and you were wrong yeah. about it so yeah.
0: yeah I remember I was so yeah. wrong about that and I'm happy to be wrong <laughs> yeah. happy to be wrong and I'm wrong Although I prefer to be right. <laughs> of
1: course, of course.
0: Don't we What's all? What's the next one? <laughs> all right, next one. Greatest TV show ever made.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, You know what? Yellowstone. Is that a TV show? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Right? Wow. The
1: streaming stuff counts. It does, time. yeah. It's the best. Huh? I Although, wish I could contribute. I haven't seen Steel Magnolias and I haven't seen Yellowstone, so I f- and I haven't yeah. eaten anchovies, so I feel like I'm just completely like
2: over here from all. Of- we're not. We're not together, Vinny. <laughs> all good. Well, we have to open or our diversity for each other's world. And, and I think that's
1: part of it. I'm totally open to to trying all of these things. You know, like if somebody I trust, like Jackie, is telling me like these are good things, then I'm all on it. You know.
0: Agree. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next, I'm gonna one. call the pizza
1: guy this- too and be like, "Can you make sure to spread the anchovies out? Because I've heard that and, that's and then just
0: half, just half, yeah.
1: just half.
2: Just do what half. do you do with the other in half of the you pizza. Like it. No, yeah. you just leave it. No anchovies, so that you can oh, at least if you case- don't enjoy. I, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try a like-
1: slice, like just in case. Like yeah, but yeah,
2: it's
0: a good idea. Give it a fair
2: shot. Give it a fair shot.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Next one. What is the most daring thing you've ever done?
2: hmm um
1: this feels like the kind of question that we should give people a heads up on before we start but i i I also do
2: like just springing it on people (laughs) yeah this is a good spring and i think i have a good answer the most daring thing i've ever done was gotten my motorcycle license
0: that is daring
2: yeah always wanted to um but then was kind of my hand was forced in the very best of ways and i enjoy it no, I enjoy the fact that I could say that I can ride a motorcycle, that I'm yeah. licensed to ride a motorcycle. If I ever was in a pinch, I would be able to ride a motorcycle out of that pinch.
1: How does one's hand get forced into yeah. getting licensed to be a motorcycle rider?
2: So here it goes. So I, um, as as you may know, I my family were in organ donor family my mom was an organ donor when she passed away back in 2010 and um i had the absolute honor of meeting the blue knights chapter nine uh which is a law enforcement motorcycle club in our area and the president of that club is a two-time kidney recipient our club chaplain gave him his first kidney which is amazing as a living donor they made me an honorary member of the blue Knights motorcycle club. So I yeah. had to in, in, you know, in all good faith, at least learn how to ride a motorcycle. Sure. So that's how I very nicely got my hand forced into it. So we took a father's day weekend, my husband, my older son, myself, we went to um, Piscataway, I think, and uh, took, Weekend course, and I am a motorcyclist. And a you ever just do night, it for fun? A proud blue <laughs> night, ride a motorcycle? Yeah. No. no, no, because on our way out, my younger son said, Promise me you'll never get a motorcycle. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but there's personal reasons for that. They're dangerous. But I'm you assuming know, you at least well, had to do it as part of the move.
1: licensing process, right? Like, so you can say that you've done it, right?
2: I've done it and I can do it. Yeah. That's the greatest part. Yeah. I yeah. think that's, that's but really when I, all that's necessary.
1: Like people ask, I've, I've gone skydiving. People ask me if I'm going to do it again. And I'm like, no, I, I can say I've done it. Like that's all that's necessary. You
2: know? Done that been there, yeah. done that can do that again. Yeah. But yeah. So when I ride with them, I usually, I ride with someone um, on a trike or something like that. But yeah, I do it safely. You don't want me on a motorcycle in the open road. <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: they call it? It's like That's... a Vesper with the sidecar or whatever. No,
2: no, I wish that would be kind of cool. No, um, <laughs> it's just it's a two seater or a trike. It no. has three wheels. Um, gotcha. One of my one of the guys that I ride with sometimes is it's a two wheeler, two wheeler, but he has two seats on it. So I ride with them much Very safer cool. that way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Very cool. All right. Favorite restaurant in New Jersey
2: oh Morton's the steakhouse at Riverside Square in Hackensack Ooh. home away from home yeah absolutely you know you can get a great meal anywhere you a great meal in many many places but the staff at Morton's in Hackensack is bar none the best of the best they will do cartwheels for anybody that walks through their restaurant and I think that's just Really special. And it's not like, oh, they have an off night. They're in a bad mood. No, they are on point. They make you feel special. They make you feel like family. And they put my picture up on their wall. So, of course, they're going to be my favorite. That's <laughs> What kind Maybe. of steak do you order when that? you go to
1: a steakhouse? Like, what's your recommendation?
2: So, steak and seafood. um mm. all Surf and turf. So, surf <laughs> and turf. Yep. Mm. Just this past weekend I had uh, a lobster tail with my filet mignon I'm usually a shrimp person but they make the meanest crab cake as well so yeah so uh, yeah they're so family this and yeah Morton's is a chain but this stuff your family there it's like going into your own kitchen and um, we had my son's rehearsal dinner there and they took a picture of the whole family so they took, took my husband's and my picture down and now have my whole family so all five of us that's my uh, my husband my two sons and my brand new daughter-in-law were all on the wall so yeah favorite love that question
0: <laughs> that's fantastic what a great story all right just a couple more uh, farthest from new jersey you've ever been oh is that um
2: hong kong mainland china I'm not gonna Good break bar. out the
1: ruler. You can pick whatever you want.
2: <laughs> I think so. That was the longest flight. I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Dubai was Isn't not it like far. a
1: 22-hour flight, something like that? It's no.
2: long. It's long. Yeah. It's not that quite that long anymore because now you can fly direct. Yeah. Um yeah. from Would some you want places.
1: To? <laughs> can a plane yes. hold enough fuel to get all
0: the all right? <laughs> I, I, I like swing direct no matter how long it takes. Oh no, a I'm a
1: big uh, layover guy. I don't
0: know. you are uh, my last two
2: trips have been canceled really in the last six weeks my last two airplane trips have been canceled by the airline not good Uh, no that's not fun at all it's a headache why do you like layovers
1: because it gives particularly on longer flights because it gives you an opportunity to get out stretch your legs sit in a little diner eat some like real food um you know like just like a, a timeout in between like a really long thing like i can't sit and share for like 15 hours but like you tell me like all right we're, we're gonna do like three hours you're gonna like get out stretch your legs you know, you know have a little like you know relaxed time then get back in the seat for another like three four five hours then that's that's all right I don't know
0: okay okay we're not I'm traveling
1: sorry.
2: together Vinny
0: yeah, <laughs> traveling it's really annoying when
1: like it's pointless like all right so for example the last time I went to California I had a layover in Los Angeles to get to Anaheim and I'm like
0: Really? We couldn't stop that's somewhere dumb. in, like,
1: Colorado or something? We have that's to stop, dumb. like, in Los Angeles? Like, that's, that's dumb. dumb. But, yeah.
0: But, like, it depends on how much vacation time you have. Like, the more layovers, like, from from here to I never to said the aisle. more la-
1: I wouldn't want more than one layover, you know. And I wouldn't but, want it to be, like, super long. Like, just, like, a couple hours. Just to kind of, like, go to an, look at one of the restaurants in the, the airport and, you know, like, take a time out. That's all.
0: Hard disagree. Like you have to file off the plane. That takes forever. You have to wait in line to get Not back wrong. on the plane. Yeah. That takes forever. The cross checking yeah. and the the video they make you watch. All of the baloney. That what video do they make you watch? The safety the, the video. Safety. See, he doesn't watch yeah. the video. That's why um, you know, he
2: enjoys the layovers. So
0: I've much. always
1: seen the the flight attendants. They come up and they do the little thing. You know,
0: they do that thing too. But now they force you to watch the safety video on uh, the seat in front of you.
1: I haven't flown since I want to say covid so if there if the video thing is new then no i haven't yeah that's
0: crazy well i'm with you Jackie. wait a little while
2: i'm, I'm with you, you kate wherever you want to go i'm flying with you because it is a, a layover means that much more opportunity for them to lose your luggage yes. to delay your flight for you to miss your yes. flight yes. to lose i it, it's just a nightmare it is a nightmare okay. traveling these days mm. it's a heartache oh, for real yeah. And they're using every excuse in the book Oh, it's technical issues. It's staffing issues. It's weather. It's, you know, you're, you're ugly. What, whatever it is. It's like, they're pulling out every excuse. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, stop it. Just get me to where I want to go. Especially if it's vacation, get me there fast. Get me there. I need to get on the beach by the pool right now. Yes, That's Especially fair. Vacation. Okay. Yeah. Oh my How was Hong Kong and China? So that was, I've been there, I think, three times. Um, if I were to pick a place that I could live for a year or two, it would be Hong Kong. Hmm. Now, this wow. was pre-COVID. Or it was pre-COVID and a, a little bit its different now uh, because they were just so culturally diverse. Everybody spoke English, all the street signs, everything was in, in, in English, and I could I could function there um mm. versus like shanghai was it was not that english focused. Yeah. yeah then we rode a a subway one of the trains which was impeccable and mm-hmm. navigatable and understandable i'm like well if i had to pick a foreign country this would be the one so my husband's okay. like okay we'll we'll consider that yeah. Tokyo is the, is the possible, cost of you know? living
1: there cheaper or more expensive
2: Don't really know, because I was going to say, if it's cheaper, then that might be like a nice retirement plan, you know? Nah, because by the time I retire, which there's no plan right now, I'm going to have I hope to have grandchildren running around. Yeah. Tormenting me, you know, yeah. Or me tormenting them. I haven't quite decided yet. (laughs)
0: That's a good plan. I like it. Yes. All right. uh, Last question. Oh, wait, no. Two questions left. One uh, morning person or night owl.
2: I am actually both these days, which is sickening painful, to me. Yeah,
0: that's hard. It is,
2: uh, but you know, I I get enough sleep. I get enough sleep. I can stay up really late, but I find that I, I have not been able to really sleep much later than 637. And that's okay. If I wake on my own. Now, if the alarm wakes me, it's a whole different story. But um, yeah, I've been able to enjoy the no alarm wake up when your body tells you it's time to wake up. But I can also go to bed as late as I want to as well. So both. Yeah. Not the answer that I was hoping to be able to give you.
1: I think there was this no. tweet that I saw once from women's humor which means that it was retweeted from somewhere else and I wish I could credit the original author but they said um it's me and my 4 hours of sleep against the world and nothing has hit as home <laughs> as that did right there.
2: That's all you get Vinny? No. That's not enough.
1: No, I know. No. It's no, it's definitely more than that. I I'm probably at about 6. Okay. <laughs> that's probably not enough either but that's no. probably where I am. Yeah.
2: Oh and by the way, I'm loving the little midday nap. That's okay. I wish I could I mean,
1: do
2: that. Slightest uh, little cat nap. Like I could close my eyes for like five minutes and wake up and feel like I've been sleeping for an hour. It's just that's a, another change as I get older. Um, appreciating this teeny tiny, what do they call them? A micro nap. Yeah. Yeah. Works. I've you read that it's supposed nap. to be really
1: healthy for you. So,
2: yeah. yeah. You're not a <laughs> napper though.
1: I can't, it's hard. I, I can fall asleep between like seven and 9 p.m. And then not for the whole night, but that I can do it in there. But any other time, I, my body just won't let me. It's like, yeah, we're supposed to be doing stuff. <laughs> uh, there.
2: Seven o'clock nap is good, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: At that point, I wish I could just go to bed for the rest of the night. But then, you know, the kid poking.
2: Seven o'clock. <laughs> so. It's Way too. Then you're going to be up by yourself at two in the morning. So that's how
1: it is. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right okay yeah. last one last question last question how many cats is too many cats um three <laughs>
2: three cats, is too nice. many
0: cats all right oh, gosh that's a great I mean, some people come on and they're like one cat is too many cats yeah. i'm just gonna when put I'm it mean... out there
1: most people come on this
2: show and say one cat <laughs> is too many
0: cats." i'm gonna pull you most people
2: i <laughs> <laughs> love Not it most people um yeah I we are not a cat family we're definitely a dog family but I have met some cats boy that think that they're dogs yeah they they just behave like dogs um because a lot of cats that I've met also had they're just like no you stay there I'll stay here and together we're going to be happy in our own separate spaces (laughs) but there is some like your cat that that was walking across your keyboard before they're precious but more than two is more than two pets a lot is just too much i was gonna say
1: my dog is a dog that acts like a cat or believes she's a cat so
2: it's very (laughs) much
1: you stay over here i'm gonna stay over there and we're gonna be fine in our own separate spaces yeah
2: my tibetan terrier was like that except for if she thought i was if he thought i was in danger then he came right over to me was in Uh. my lap and like don't you even dare think about coming close to my mommy
1: I think so somebody cute. could be sawing <laughs> off my legs slowly and she'd be like, all right, whatever. But if I have chicken, then she'll come running. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know the way to her heart. That's there you so go. funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. All beautiful. right. Well, that, that was the lightning round, which today was brought to us by RWJ Barnabas. Thank you, RWJ Barnabas, and thank you, Jackie, for indulging us. That was really fun.
2: Yeah. So fun.
1: <laughs> Jackie, um Absolutely. I am I know that a uh, volunteer work is really important to you. What are you involved with these days?
2: So I mentioned to you my Blue Knights, um, I'm very involved with them. We are working very closely with the American Red Cross, a very, very uh, important and critical shortage of blood supply throughout the nation. Um, so my Blue Knights, we do uh, concurrent motorcycle rides that are completely escorted and they're mm-hmm. so fun. And at the same time we run blood drives. So we have, yeah, you know, we broke a record last year. And I think we got 47 units. And every unit of blood that you collect can save three people. So is one unit of blood like
1: what you collect from one person? Pint.
2: Pint, yeah. um, I think, yeah. And I think sometimes it falls a little bit short, mm. or it depends on how quickly your blood is flowing. I don't know. But I all I know is at the end of each session the the supervisor gives me a count and we're like times three and that's how many lives we saved. That's awesome. So that's what I do in my free time. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's important work because it's literally saving lives. Yeah. Um. So in October on the 7th and 8th, we have another drive and a blood drive and a ride. So again, my Blue Knights and the American Red Cross. So if any of your listen- listeners are around, have them, yeah. have them contact me or... Where is it going to be? So the um, at Harley Davidson in Garden State, Harley Davidson in Morris Plains is going to be the blood nice. drive on Saturday, the 7th. And then the motorcycle ride uh, is on the 8th, which is Sunday because there's less car traffic. So it's it's safer. Um, and that is going to be leaving out of Parsippany Hotel in Parsippany. <laughs> so, yeah. And we're around tripping. Yeah. So that's it's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole weekend thing. We're we're hosting the tri-state conference for Blue Nights, so it's a big deal for us this year. Why do we have a shortage of blood? Um, a couple of different reasons. First of all, COVID made it impossible mm. for everyone who had planned to do a a blood drive because now mm. you have they had to space out. Um, mm. so if your space wasn't big enough, then the ride the the drive was canceled. Um now it's just it's summer Yeah. it's so a lot of people are away um a lot of people are fearful of giving blood now uh you know there's still that concern as much as we want to say we're not concerned with covid anymore we're still concerned with
1: covid um and just the effects of that virus are so far reaching it's like yeah.
2: you feel its tentacles everywhere you know yeah but you know ooh, so the good news is this so now they've they've um, cut out the the disclaimer of if you lived or visited Europe within within a certain amount of time, you weren't able to donate blood no. but, because of mad cow, right? But now that has been eliminated, and now um, the we have a brand new audience of people who can now give blood, and that is they call it men who have sex with men have been absolutely disallowed from giving blood, and now if if uh, you're good and your your blood tests well that day um then you can donate blood now so we've opened up the whole new population two new populations of people so yeah we're trying to address this because people are dying because there's not enough blood yeah yeah yeah. um anything coming up you want to promote yeah just just uh well um I am doing that, the Blue Knights and Red Cross thing, October 7th and 8th, that I wanted to tell you about. And now I want to promote let us all just continue having tough conversations and let us all through BIA just keep networking because you guys do it like no one else I know Aww. so thank you for allowing <laughs> that truly I you your organization I have to give kudos to was was instrumental in the success of Alexina Consulting and I will be forever grateful to you yeah it's fantastic thank you yeah. for
1: saying that let's mm-hmm. say um, somebody wants to get a hold of you take advantage of some of your services how can they do that
2: so my email is jackie at alexinaconsulting.com and my cell phone and I have it on always 551-255-6997 find me there anytime yeah excellent thank you thank you
0: oh my gosh okay well that's our show that was fantastic thank you to our listeners especially the subscribers we really appreciate the support thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group the official sponsor of the show they do home auto and workers comp. So check them out. And finally, big, big thank you to Jackie Lurea of Alexina Consulting for joining us today. It was a hoot and a half. It was so much fun to have you with us again. Thank you.
2: So much fun. Thank you. I appreciate you all so very much.
0: All right. Until next time. Bye. (laughs)